What's up, loves? It's your girl, Jerry Alicia. And your girl, Alicia J. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> What's up, y'all? So last week on the Journey to Motherhood podcast, we talked um, about some amazing stuff. But this week, we're going to get right into it. This week, we're going to talk about folks minding their own business if you know me you know how I feel about this subject you know I feel very strongly about people not minding their business when it comes to our fertility when it comes to when we're going to have babies Mm -hmm. um I tell this story all the time people because people know what I do and they know who I cater to they ask me all the time when I'm gonna give my husband a baby and so Mm -hmm. I've just gotten to the point where I'm just like child I don't know like go ask Jesus to yourself because I don't know but we're going to figure it out. Like, I really don't know. I ain't got no answer for that. Ain't, no, ain't nobody got answers. <laughs> like, I mean, if I had knows. answers, we would, we would be able to give them to you. But We'd be know. having that conversation. But since right. I don't have answers, you can go talk to God on my behalf for yourself. Appreciate the prayers. But other than that, okay. I ain't got nothing for you. Okay. That's just how it is. <laughs> but, y'all, we have the amazing um, Alex Butler on with us today. And we're going to talk about minding your business because it's really important um i love sarah jakes roberts and she has a whole ministry supposedly called mind your business ministry so i love that <laughs> uh, i love how she talks to her podcast listeners with some some of us so did you mind your business this week so i absolutely <laughs> love that so y'all we're going to get right into this episode I love um alex i saw your instagram video and i have to say thank you Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so for those of y'all that don't follow follow Alex or don't know what we're talking about, Alex did do a video in response to Kadeem and DeVal Ellis, who they're actors, they're influencers, and they are on baby number four, I believe. And yes. so uh, Kadeem is pregnant right now, and people are automatically saying, oh, I know it's going to be a girl. And so Alex responded to that in the most eloquent way ever and was like, y'all, just mind your business. If it's a girl, it's a girl. If it's a boy, it's a boy. Um, so Alex, can you kind of just talk talk to us about uh, the inspiration for the video and all that? Sure. Um, first of all, thank you guys for having me on your podcast. Uh, thank, thank you for being for- here. Um, thank you for following me thank you for appreciating the video that i posted um but as a woman of 37 young years and (laughs) for 13 years i often get asked that same question of when are you Mm. a baby or 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 what's next for you guys or don't you want a baby and i always get those kind of questions and it's always a soft spot to me because like you said minding our business we don't necessarily know what others are going through and so personally with with this particular video that i posted i am kadeen's friend i'm her makeup artist um she actually is a fan and was a fan of my work from years ago which is how we began to connect Uh, she attended one of my makeup classes a long long time ago way before I think, well, I don't know if it was before Instagram, but anyway, it was a long time ago. So anywho, <laughs> we have a history. And I just so happened to do her makeup for that maternity reveal shoot. And we had a conversation um, about sex of the baby. We had a conversation about the stress that comes from having a fourth baby. We had a conversation, mm-hmm. and she mentioned this before, about losing a baby before. So we, we talked mm-hmm. about those kind of things. So me being a little bit more sensitive to the subject, when I saw that they posted the reveal, which is such a huge deal for them, you know, exactly. having a fourth baby. And all that I could read was, I know you got that girl. You better have that girl. And so because I know her and because I, I spoke to her personally and she expressed to me the pressure that she feels from something like that, I immediately went into friend mode to defend her and to make sure that folks are understanding the, the the whole message of the story, which is we want them to have a beautiful, healthy baby. Doesn't matter if DeVal and Kadeem have expressed that they want a girl, they want a girl. They're supposed to, that they're the parents. So we can't, right. and even though they say that they've expressed what they want, we come in co-signing like, yeah, you better have that girl. God, if you don't have this girl, I'm gonna be mad at you. Like that kind of stuff is kind of, and so that was my video. It was just about, hey guys, <clears throat> stay out of this lady's womb. Just wish her happy, uh, pregnancy, wish her a happy birth, wish her her happy life, 
and then just keep it moving. Like don't kind of, you know, put your own stuff on them. So that was, that was kind of the, the point. And then, yes, it I was personal for me because of the struggles that I'm going through. So it was just kind of speaking up for myself as well as speaking up for her. So it's a mind your own uterus moment. Listen, yeah. <laughs> Alicia, I was like, Alicia got a t-shirt that say mind your own mind uterus. We're going to plug that in this episode. Okay. No, seriously. Yeah. Mind your own uterus, <laughs> okay? Uterus. Like, because here's the thing, and Alex said it, you don't know what people are going through. You mm-hmm. don't know what struggle they may have or may not have had uh, up until, you know, that video or the reveal. You never know. Like, people, if I wasn't as vocal as I am now, most people wouldn't know about my fertility issues because I don't just go around, you know, having conversations with people and saying that out loud. Well, I do now because of who I am. But before, I was just like, I mean, it is what it is. It wasn't a secret, but it wasn't, like, public knowledge either. So the point is... My own business, because you don't you don't know what people are going through, and it's it's okay for people to you know be excited about the couple's baby, be excited about oh I do hope it's a girl, because you know people really be thinking that they know you and you really don't. So right. when people think they know you, there's a level of familiarity that people try to get, and so we it's understandable if you're like oh I hope they have a girl. Oh my God, I'm so excited. That is totally understandable. However. Let me say this again. However, Mm -hmm. it does not mean that you have to put pressure. They got enough issues going on, okay? They're celebrities. You know, they in a different tax bracket than most of us. They got a (laughs) lot of other stuff going on. They already got three other kids under the age of 10, I believe. They got a lot going on in their own household. They do not need, you know, added pressure. And it's not just for them. This is for anybody. Yeah. Your home girl uh, down the street that's on baby number four and she really wants a girl or a boy. She don't need your pressure either, okay? So right. this Absolutely. is not just a celebrity thing. This is a people thing. Uh, common courtesy. That's that's what I was looking for. Common courtesy. Don't put pressure on folks. Uh, uh, a pregnant mom, she got a lot to worry about. She got to make sure baby healthy. She got to exactly. make sure, you know, she's taking care of herself so that she's healthy enough to take care of the baby there's a lot to consider um we don't need the extra stuff okay y'all right like exactly it's it's unnecessary so alex in response to that like what has the response been to your post because i didn't read a lot of the comments under your your post but have they been more positive than negative or have more people been like well i you know, I want to want them to have a girl and they said they wanted to have a girl. So, you know, forget what you just said. Or has it been more like what we're trying to say is, you know, mind your own uterus? Um, So it's been a mix. Now, the, the good thing about so I have a, a large following and sometimes you get the trollops and trolls that like to <laughs> and say whatever they feel. That's the complete opposite of yours. But they come on your platform and say it. So I a while ago set up um. Uh, I don't know if it's a feature or just a, an attribute to the app to where only people that can comment are people that are following me. Okay. So okay. Problems, it can't be, you know, cause so then that way it's kind of more of a targeted audience that I'm speaking to that kind of not necessarily think the same that I think, but they kind of have the same similar values or morals basically of, okay, well, if it's something I disagree with, then I probably ain't going to speak about it because this is this mm-hmm. late page. So that's first and foremost. So whenever I get people that respond, nine times out of 10, they are people who are followers of mine, who know how I roll, who know where my mouth can go, who know uh, <laughs> things that come to it. So it's like, you got to be smart about, okay, she did strongly say this on her page and she has strongly said this before on her page. If I come in too disrespectful or too argumentative, I may get blocked. So maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't say anything. Right. So, so that's the other side of it. So then the few that were very bold enough to have another sort of opinion based off of what I had, we had a good dialogue because I'm not going to block you just off the strength, just because you have a difference of opinion. Right. Um, but I did have those that were like, well, the dad said that he wanted a girl. So why can't we cheer it along? And I said, this fine with cheering it along. But I said, you know, the, the main thing is, is that to voice it, to come on someone else's page and voice it, to post them on your page and voice it, like that's going a little too far. Like, how yeah, about, that's you know, a lot. Exactly. In your mind, say, God, I really want them to have a girl. God, I hope it's a girl. And then leave it alone versus you like 
because you would never do this to them in person. Like you would never come up to them in person and be like, hey, you got a girl in there, don't you? God better have, like there's so many things that people right. just do not do in person that they feel free to do on Instagram and enough is enough. And so, like I said, you know, I, I throw my opinion out there on my page, on my platform because it's mine. And if you come across, you know, saying something ill, saying something, <laughs> you know, like, you're so people don't want to get blocked because my page is lit, so they kind of kind of keep their mouth, you know, shut a little bit. So right. and that is, is lit. so hilarious. I love your page. Thank so, you. um, and thank you for sharing your um, weight loss journey too, because you know, Alex has been um, very vocal. Um, the the many um, things that go on in your life, but you also share that. So thank you for that. Um, nope. I think when celebrities do become transparent, um, I think, you know, like we've been saying, you know, we feel like there's a sense of ownership or there's a sense of, oh, we're besties because you've shared all this information to us. And so I, it's like a delicate balance for them, right, um, on what to share, what not to share. And I know that the Ellis's, they've been pretty transparent as as far as we we can tell right because there's certain things they probably don't share mm -hmm. um how has that been Kadeen and for uh Deval to be able to have that balance of what to share because I feel like we sit in their living room like every day and we see every moment um but you know you knowing her personally is that like a struggle for them to be like do we share this do we keep this private um, and if you're able to share that. Um, so I can't necessarily speak for them um, and speak about, you know, what their struggles are or what the things that they kind of, you know, want or promote or regret. I can't really speak for that. However, I can speak from a point of not having nearly as much, many followers as them, but having a small amount of followers to where I've created a platform that's, that's rather large and influential. Um, from my standpoint, you always kind of, you, you always are a trans, well, for me, I'm, I've always started out being very transparent, very mm -hmm. vulnerable, mm -hmm. very honest about any struggles or, or triumphs that I've had. And so you, you sometimes have to learn balance to see, okay, well, if this is something that I'm very, very sensitive about and I have not fully healed or I have not fully been able to grasp something, then maybe I need to keep it to myself because that's the other thing of it is that you putting it out there, it will warrant people to have an opinion. And then you'll have yeah. you that want to voice their opinion. And what I have witnessed and what I've experienced is having very, very tough skin uh, because putting yourself out there, you're going to get ridiculed. You're going to get talked about. So you have to develop a tough skin to where mm. things people can say can roll off you know, your back or you can just block them and move on. Um, but for me, I know specifically, especially with this fertility journey, there are a lot of more things that I want to share and will be sharing, but because, and the same thing with Kadeem, because we're attached to not only ourselves, we have our spouses, we have our children, we have right. people involved right. that are directly affected by the information that we could or could not share. You have to kind of be very strategic about it and be very honest with your partner, be honest with your family about, okay, hey, I kind of want to post this. I want to talk about it. It kind of includes you. Are you okay with that? Um, and so that's kind of where I know from my journey, I'm at uh, personally, because we have a huge story about this whole fertility snap. Hey. Right. And so I can't wait to share it because I spoke to my husband and he is very open with sharing some of the things that we've had to go through. Um, and so once we get that all situated, we want to definitely reveal, you know, talk about those things, because some of the things that we've discovered are things that like nobody that I've ever known has experienced. And mm -hmm. had I had known you know, some of the things that we are going through now, it would have made me feel like, okay, I'm not by myself doing this. So I'm like, right. okay, now it's my job to be able to showcase and share things that we've experienced so that others out there don't feel like they're going through it alone or that they're the you know only ones having to deal with stuff like that. So I'm just kind of being obedient to God uh, leading me to help others and bring them back to him when they're going through tough times such as infertility, so. And I love, I love that because I think all of us, the three of us have, had that experience where it's like we felt all of alone all alone Child. and now figuring out hey you know we can't have you know you're gonna have struggles having babies because i i could have sworn i was gonna be able to have babies in my 40s because my grandmother was 40 something but when she had her last one so i was like oh i'm good and yeah. you know i didn't think about you know, the education of what um what we were taught some of the things that we were taught in high school but you forget because you know it's sex ed you have like one little class about it and then you go about about your life right 
but they don't tell you about fibroids. They don't tell you about um, endometriosis. They don't tell you about all these other things. So it's just kind of like, oh, well, <laughs> this is new, right? Uh-huh, so right. I'm glad you brought that up. And, and in that vein, Alex, what are you able to share? Because I, I, I remember you mentioning that there are some things that you've already shared in the past that you can um, also share with us on the show. Um, but there are some things that, you know, like you just said, um, that you want to wait until you and your husband are, are, are comfortable with sharing. But Alex, before you, before you answer that, oh. uh, I just want to say, I just want to commend you because <laughs> a lot of wives and a lot of wives just go full fledged with their story without mm-hmm. asking the husband how they feel about this. And so, <laughs> I, and I, I'm in a similar situation where I, you know, my husband is not comfortable or, you know, it's just not the time for me to share the whole story. And, you know, I'm cool with that. I'm just like, it is what it is at this point. But I know that there are some wives that just like, no, I just want to put all this on Instagram. And I'm just like, did your husband know that you posted that? (laughs) Oh my God. I hope he knows. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I appreciate that. Yes. It was one of those things where it's like, it's not just me. And so, um, you know, Mario gets times where he'll be out and about the virtual. He's like, somebody said hi to me. I don't know who they are, but I think they may recognize me. <laughs> and I'm like, it. yeah, exactly. So he's he's already developed, you know, um, a sub platform of just people that know him through me. And so because of that, you know, sometimes with men, they can, it can almost make them feel like inadequate because it's like, okay, dang, like people, the way people know me is through her. Like it's not because of myself. And so I'm very sensitive to that and being like, okay, this is his story too. It's not just my story. And then featuring mm-hmm. Mario, it's both of our stories. Right. And right. so I want to make sure that he's comfortable um, with what's being shared. But so I, um, I, I shared a long time ago that when I was very, very young, I think 16 or 17 years old, I had to have an abortion. Um, just because I was young and yeah. pregnant at a very young age and was about to go off to college and just was like, I don't know if this should be right. And so I decided to have an abortion, um, like I said, when I was really young. And so for a long time, I had a lot of guilt with that. And just mm. God was like, okay, well, you had your chance. And now, you know, no, I'm not gonna let you have no kids because you ruined it. So I thought that for a while. And of course, you know, that's not that God doesn't work like that. So and, and right. eventually, you know, let that go. So when we decided to want to start like actually really having kids and like, okay, this is 2015, I want to say that we were like, okay, let's go for it. So Mm -hmm. 2015 is kind of, I guess, when we started the journey, we were in Europe, we were in Italy and we just like, let's do it, you know, and thinking that, you know, you have sex, uh, you go. (laughs) okay this isn't happening so maybe you know it's a timing thing maybe i need to research you know this ovulation stuff like what all that kind of thing and so thinking that i got more of an insight on it you know trying to time it better it still's not happening and here we are fast forward to 2021 right and i can just recall so many times of thinking wait a minute, my stomach feels different. I think I'm pregnant. Let me take a pregnancy test. Oh, oh my God. Wow. That is yes. a real thing. It really is a real thing. And so that was that. So when quarantine happened, uh, I, my husband and I got COVID last July, which was oh, unfortunate. No. Right. Very unfortunate, but we got through it. Everything was fine. Oh, yes, indeed. Nothing long lasting, nothing, you know, messed up. And so, but that was July, January came and I started to feel like my hormones were off. Like I was starting to feel like every time I was on my cycle, I got into this deep, dark depression and I didn't understand what was going on. And I know that at the end of COVID last year, I had had some sort of depression, but I'm thinking that maybe it's some kind of imbalance going on. So I told myself, I need to go to the doctor Mm -hmm. and have them do some blood work so they can see what's going on with me. So that was this past January. So as I'm in the doctor's office, they're doing the blood test and she was like, well, do you want to, you know, cause she's talked to me about it before. She said, do you want to kind of think about this whole pregnancy thing? And I was like, no, you know, cause for some reason I thought that me going to find out what's going on with me and then going forward with IVF or, or, or um, all the other stuff right. was interfering with what God wanted me to do. Like, mm. like, all, like a, he wanted it on his timing. So if it hasn't happened already, then there's a reason. So I need to leave it alone. So for so long, I thought that. And so when she said that to me about you want to get tested or checked, and I was like, no, like, I'm, I'm not about to play God. Like, if it doesn't happen yet, then that's why. She said, you do realize that God did create doctors. Yes. Thank like, you. Yes. 
That's just that what's the harm in you just finding out what's going on? You don't have to move forward and do anything that you don't want to do, that you're not comfortable. Well, why don't, I, why don't you just figure out maybe what's going on with you? It could be nothing. It could be something. Right. So I was like, okay, fine. I, I guess you're right. I guess that's not me interfering with what God wants. I can just go ahead and jump out there and go and get myself checked out. So I then left from there. She gave me a referral to a um, fertility doctor. Uh, I scheduled a televisit, which was a couple months later because everything's bagged up. And mm-hmm. just had a good conversation with her. And she felt made me feel so comfortable about just, you know, figuring out things. It could be nothing. It could be something. You and your husband should just get everything checked out. So we went into the process of getting things checked out, which that meant blood work. Um, yes. meant uh, the ultrasound uh, while you're on your cycle. That meant... Um, <laughs> What is the other thing that they got to check your ovaries? All those little checks. Yes. My husband, sperm mm-hmm. checks. All these things we did, like in the matter of the past couple months, and uh, just waiting on results. And so as I was getting my results back, things were turning out very normal. Um, my egg count, of course, being 37 is low, but still in the right. normal spot. Um, everything good. was now good. And so things with my husband were not good. And... Mm. You know, when, when you go through this this uh, infertility journey, a lot of the times they like to check the women because most mm-hmm. times have the issues. Right. Um, and so when it turned out that it was my husband that has the issue, it's like, okay, wait a minute. Okay, let's, let's see what's going on. And so they had to do a couple of different uh, samples and testings on him. And the results that they found out were, were, are very hard to hear. And that's something that I'm going to share with you guys yeah. later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very, 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 very hard to hear. Um, and so we now have to, if we want to continue to move forward with a very um, unconventional way of having, if we want to extend our family, basically. So um, we're in the process of, we, we got that information. Um, she's explained to us like, okay, let me know when you guys want to link back up because we have to go through a psychiatric evaluation. Yes. We have to go through all these different things. And so she's like, Miggy, you got some time to think about it. And so that's where we're at right now. And so it's so crazy because we found this information out maybe a month or two ago. But a month or two prior to us finding out this information, something came to me. Uh, I had to have been God. I was driving and I was like, something hit me to be like, you know what? You really love your life. So let God know that even if he, for whatever reason, thinks that you are not supposed to be a mother, that you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I sat there and I said, you know what? I really am okay with it. The Lord knows, my family knows, the world knows that I really want a baby. But on the other end of it, if God says, this isn't what I want you to do, then you got to be okay with that. And something in me said, you are okay with that. Yes. So I calm. I had a very, very calming, excited, um, I'm just going to be able to just travel and be the rich auntie type of vibe. Yes. <laughs> but I was good. Like, I was like, okay, God, you know what? Whatever happens, I'm giving it to you. That's fine. And so when we got this okay, news God. two months after that, I was like, God, you're funny. Because he knew he had to prepare me for the type mm-hmm. of news I heard so that I wouldn't, you know, jump off a bridge or try to, you know, do something stupid or whatever the case. He prepared me for that when he had me be in such calm uh, a state of mind with the news prior. So it worked out how it's supposed to. Again, our situation is extremely unfortunate and very rare. I'll have to, when I can say, when I share it, his case is one, what do they say? 0.04% of men. Wow. Oh my goodness. Experience this type of infertility that my husband has. And it's nothing that, he can take, there's nothing that he can surgically do. There's nothing, wow. there's nothing that, that he can do right now. Exactly. So, wow. um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sad, but it is what it is. And God doesn't give us anything we can't bear. That's true. And he knows who he has to give certain things to so that we can still, you know, keep him first and keep him honored. So. Absolutely. So, and we've talked about this before. So thank you for sharing that because um, I think a lot of couples need to hear that both partners need to get checked. Like yes. it's yes. important that both partners yes. get checked. And you know, men, I love you guys. Um, and, but sometimes it's so hard for us to get you to go to the doctor. <laughs> like, it's like pulling teeth sometimes. Like pulling teeth, and so this is why it's so important for and. And I commend wives who like stay on their husbands and are like, you need to go get your physical. You need to go to the doctor and stay on top of that because they, it, it's a act of love. 
when they tell you to go to the doctor because they want to make sure that you live long so they can live and live long together right so thank you so much for sharing that part and i think we've talked about this before jerry where we talked about how um the women have always been the focal point Mm -hmm. um, but we don't really talk about the husbands and i would love to like have a show where we have the husbands on I think we talked about doing that as well but yeah definitely um, to to talk about how they feel um and so you know in that vein how how was that for you emo how was that for your husband emotionally Alex as y'all were going through that um I think that in the beginning because like I said they they took one sample and the findings were like huh Okay. No, 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 no. Let's let's take another sample. So it was like from the first sample to the second sample, it was like nah. It was more so like not denial, but like nah. They must have read that wrong. Like it's, yeah, it's like do it again. Like that's how my husband was feeling. So then after the second sample, um, it wasn't it wasn't like a negative feel. It was more so like okay, okay, got it. This is something I couldn't have helped. This is something I couldn't have prevented. Okay, cool. And he went into well, there's other people in the world that they said they can never have kids, so we can still have kids. And so then. To me, that was a little sad because with his specific situation, it's not one of those situations to where, okay, maybe with time it'll happen, or maybe if we do this, it'll happen. His situation, he, my husband, he, he can't ever have kids, basically. And so it just is what it is. And so with that being said, him and I had a conversation, right? Like a week after we got the news, we didn't talk about it that whole week because it's like, okay, it's kind of like, I don't know, this is heavy stuff. And so then we finally talked about it. And he said to me, like, he was like, I really don't want you to not be able to be a mother because of things that I have going on with me. So whatever we have to do to where you feel like, you know, this is best for you and that you want to have babies, let's do it. And so that made me fall in love with him all over again because oh my I God. up to the side and put, put you know, because men are prideful. We all know that. Mm. He put all of that pride to the side and, and literally was like, if if this is the route that we got to take, then let's take this route. I'm okay with it. You know? So, um, he was, like I said, positive about it, a little bit in denial, but then it, the reality hit that, okay, if we're going to have a baby and this is the only way we can have a baby, then let's do it. And so then it was like a triumphant, like, okay. Yeah. And then, so we have times where he's like, well, I wonder why God had it be me like this because I have brothers and I have brothers who have kids and I have like, why was it me that was singled out with this very rare situation? And so, you know, not questioning God, but just kind of being like, huh, like, okay, like that's weird. But yeah, it's, it's been, it's been, I got to learn who he is as a different person and just like a selfless person and, and just somebody that truly does love me and what was best for us. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I'm happy to hear that because that's not always the case, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. Right. Definitely happy to hear that regardless of, you know, what the diagnosis is that your husband's like, you know what, whatever we got to do, you know, we're going to do it. Like, because uh, I know that you want to get pregnant. So I, I, that makes my heart really happy. Um, yeah. And just as a sidebar, Male factor infertility is actually accounts for 30% of infertility cases. So if you're out there thinking, mm-hmm. oh, it can't be your husband, mm-hmm. sis, I love you, but right. it can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. it is, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it um, until you mm-hmm. go to the doctor and see what really is going on. But male factor infertility is a total thing. Um, so if you have a husband, if you have a boyfriend, fiance, whatever your case is, if you're in a situationship, whatever, um, doesn't matter. Um, if you have a male, uh, partner who, and you're trying to get pregnant and nothing's happening, definitely encourage them to go get checked because yeah. you never know. Um, and as Alicia was saying earlier, we like to say, we like to, you know, focus on the female partner. We like to, you know, hone in on that because, you know, it's in her body. She's the one that has to carry the baby. But at the end of the day, you need sperm to do that. So, mm-hmm. yep. that yep. there's that. <laughs> um, I mean, it just it just is what it is. At the end of the day, yeah, we know men are prideful. They don't like going to the doctors. I am a witness of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, um, if you're trying to build your family and nothing is happening the natural way, you're gonna have to go to the doctor. You and your partner are gonna have to go to the doctor to see what's happening, to see what's going on, no matter how uncomfortable it is. 
Yep. Amen. All right. Amen. And not only that, you know, taking into account that men also have feelings. Yes. Um, and so, you know, this affects them as just as much as it affects um, the woman. I remember watching um, uh, Pastor Fanika friend and she was saying how um, she had had a miscarriage um, and, you know, she was going through all the emotions and then it dawned on her that her husband was also going through pastor mm-hmm. um, friend was also going through his emotions as well. And so, you know, I think we just kind of, unfortunately we've been so um, uh, programmed to be like, Oh, the woman, the woman needs the comfort. The woman needs mm-hmm. the uh, to be consult consoled and, and we forget about the man, you know, he lost the child too. He's um, not only having to deal with losing the child, but he's also got to be the protector of his wife. And so now he's dealing with, oh, I'm making sure my wife is okay, but I'm also dealing with my own emotions about not having the child that I was excited for and, you know, hoping for. And, you know, we built this imagination for, and we started decorating the room for, and, you know, so just just a note you know don't forget the man <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah exactly um and i know, actually have a um like i have experience with like realizing that my husband had feelings towards this too so we didn't mm-hmm. we've never had a miscarriage we've actually never been pregnant but mm-hmm. i remember like it was yesterday a few years ago we were arguing about stupid stuff it was the dumbest argument <laughs> in the history of arguments like I, i'm not exaggerating it was really no, that's dumb funny. it was really dumb and so in the middle of this argument something in my head was like this makes no sense at all so no. i look at my husband and i and i yell at him what is wrong with you <laughs> and he literally blurts out i can't give you children and i'm like wait oh, no. we're I'm like, wait, we're arguing about dishes. How did children get in this? Like, I'm really confused in the moment. But Holy Spirit was like, just listen. And so he was just telling me his feelings. And I was like, okay, um, okay. And so I had to really take inventory. Like, yeah, I'm I'm an emotional wreck dealing with this infertility stuff. But he not doing too much better, too. He just, just, you know, his fakeate is better. But on the inside. Yeah. Is a totally different story. So mm-hmm. it's really good to remember that your husband does have feelings about your miscarriage or your infertility diagnosis. Um, even if he doesn't show it in the moment, even if he doesn't cry like you cry, even if he doesn't, you know, sit in your baby, he still has feelings about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so true. And um, for yeah. my single ladies out there, you know, for me, and this is just a personal thing that I do, but I, I make sure that I let whoever I'm dating know, like, up front, like, within, like, you know, the first week or so, hey, I'm going through an infertility journey. This is where I am. This is what my body's doing. If you want kids from me, just know that it may be a struggle for us to conceive. Um, And so, you know, because I'm thinking about his feelings, right? I'm thinking about the man, you know, what he has his idea, like, if he wants children, I need to let you know up front that this is what you're getting. Um, So that you're not, you know, you're not on the wedding night saying, hey, you know, XYZ. So that's not fair to him, right? Right. So I know it's a difficult conversation to have, especially when you have feelings for that person. But you have to let him decide what he wants to do going forward. Right. And that's only fair to him. Yep. Very true. Very true. And that's real, though, because I know a, a lot of single women, you know, they don't want to talk about their fertility stuff in no. the first place. Uh, I don't think any of us really, really want to talk about it, <laughs> right. but here we are. <laughs> but I know for singles, it's, you know, a tricky situation because you're single and you know you have fertility issues at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I know that that can be a difficult space to navigate. So I know some single women, like, they don't even tell, you know, their their potential um, spouse or whatever. It's kind of selfish, I, but mm-hmm. I understand both sides. That's I, do. I understand both sides but at the end of the day uh you gotta let you gotta let him choose because what you don't want 
is for him to have, you know, this desire, whether it's known or known mm-hmm. for children. And then you know that you, you, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle. And then you don't tell him until, you know, your feelings evolve. That's not fair to him. Because right. he has to be able to decide, okay, do I want to pursue this knowing that, you know, something that I want from her is going to be an uphill battle or not? Right. Right. And um, and just to encourage some, some of the single ladies, a lot of the guys that I've talked to, they were actually cool with it. Like, my fear of, oh, my gosh, you know, I've got this issue. Most of them were like, okay, we'll adopt. And so it's like, okay. Mm. So, you know, you just really never know how that person's going to um, react now. We're not dating for other various reasons, but um, but just know that whatever you have in your mind, divorce, whatever answer you think they're going to have. And then also don't be afraid of the rejection that you may feel. And right. again, God may be allowing this rejection to happen anyway. Right. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. That part. Right. Yeah. So to, you know, to give you, you know, that way of escape. So don't worry about that. But um, I love, Alex, that you brought up, you know, your husband and that you're you're very candid about, you know, his um, y'all's journey together um in into um parenthood so this has been a very great discussion that i believe a lot of our listeners will be very appreciative of hearing so thank you again for being transparent absolutely i think just to add on to it too um like the shame that we kind of put on ourselves Mm, with I think that that's kind of heavy, especially on us women, because, you know, we look at our bodies and we're like, our bodies are meant to bear children. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Part of our body. And so a lot of the times we can have that shame about it. And so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when we give it to God and then hopefully, you know, I'm sure all of your listeners are, are believers in God, but when you give it to God, you know, he, we know he doesn't make any kind of mistake. And, and we know that for whatever reason at the time that we're going through, whatever we're going through, this is just how it has to happen. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I'm very much so agree in agreement to, with my platform, helping ladies not feel shame about their situation and to be open to just figuring out what's going on. Because some things, some things, if you would have found out earlier, you would have been able to maybe do something about, or you may have been mm-hmm. able to, know so it's like it's best to kind of just know what's going on and then because for me I felt a sense of relief to be honest with you that it was like even though okay this is where we're at I'm really relieved to figure out okay now it's nothing that's unknown or now it's not like right what ifs like now we actually know what's going on and and for us you know it's like okay now we can actually plan around this based off of our specific situation it's not nothing's going to just pop up Nothing's going to be like, okay, I don't know this. I don't know that. Now we can actually know exactly what's going on with our body. Right, exactly. We can plan around it now. So this the shame of it. I I hate that we we give that to ourselves. I think that comes from just generations, uh, especially in the Black community, of like Mm -hmm. not talking about some of the things that we've experienced as kids or childhood trauma or we've experienced. A lot of the times our ancestors tell us, you know, hush about things like that. So the shame (laughs) of it has to be relieved. Yeah, it's a a thing. It's a cultural thing. thing, Yeah. You know, so. And it doesn't make it right, people. Like, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've gone through for generations and generations and being hush-hush and, right. you know, having your grandmother uh, raise your mama as right. your sister and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's like, um, it, uh, or raise your grandchild as your sister. But, you know, it's like, you know, that it's time out for that now. I think right. I think we have become a generation where we're just kind of like, the the whole saying of what goes on in the house stays on stays in the house. Yeah, no, we're not doing no, that. No, we're not doing right. that anymore because yep. people have been abused, people yep. have sexually been abused, people yep. have been killed. Yep. You know, there's too much of that hush hush that's just gone on. And I think that also stems from slavery because you know, yeah. as slaves, we couldn't say that to break us. We just we yep. just did what was supposed to be done. Right. Um, right. And so, you know, it that kind of, so we're killing that praise god for this generation that's like nope we're not doing that we're right. gonna, we gonna explore these feelings we're gonna talk about this yeah. we're gonna get you counseling um because it's 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 not right and um you know even with like mentees and my little god children i'm like i'll be asking them anybody touch you mm-hmm. exactly like, I'm dead serious i don't care who it is is it your uncle okay yeah. we go on to the authorities because i ain't got time for this <laughs> exactly. No, that's they don't real though. Deal with me, cause you right. know, 
I got a whole nother side. I'll go crazy now. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And won't care afterwards. And won't care. Yep. Will not care. <laughs> well, gladly. Um, but no that's real though because the whole what goes on the house stays in the house you know we can't say that we want to be healed but then we got generational secrets that's an oxymoron and so um, even with fertility because you know most and it it boggled my mind until I started uh, talking about fertility issues of how many black women don't talk about fertility issues yes 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 it, it literally and and it it brought it home to me because I've been to a few infertility conferences where it was encouragement it was prayer it was worship it was amazing but I was one of maybe two black people wow wow yeah. And so that's why it, it literally boggled my mind. Like, why are we not talking about this? Like, no, we finna talk about this stuff. Yes. Because if you don't talk about it, you can't heal. If you don't talk about it, you don't know what to do. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and we're undereducated. Yep. It's so crazy how undereducated we are as Black women. It is yep. insane. That's true. Yep. And of course, we don't know something's wrong until we go to the doctor. And then the doctor's like, oh, it's been years. I actually have an auntie who went to a doctor and she had issues with fibroids. She got married. Um, I believe she was like close to 40. She was maybe 39 and her and her husband are like 10 years apart. And, you know, she, she wanted kids, you know, they, they bought a house, they decorated the room, had faith that they were going to have this baby, but she had this doctor that didn't know what to do basically. Uh. And so if she had had a better doctor they would have been able to, you know, go in and and fix whatever, you know, needed to be fixed. And Uh so, you know, it's just, it's really, literally, it's finding the right doctor. Advocating for yourself. Advocating, getting a second opinion, because the first doctor can tell you no, the first reproductive clinic can miss something. Um, Literally had a young lady who was told she she could not get pregnant. Um, she was about to go to the doctor to have her, uh, think of, I think it was a hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. As they were about to perform it, found out she was pregnant. Oh, wow. I've heard yes. a story like that. I yes. really, like, yeah. And wow. she's young. She's in her 20s. So they were literally about to take out all her reproductive organs. Wow. Because they said, you know, something was wrong medically or whatever. They she laid on the table and they were like, Oh, we can't we can't do this now. You are actually pregnant. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, you know, it's it's crazy how our bodies work, but at the same time, it's like, look, we gotta be educated. And so, you know, that's that's my thing now. I'm like, I'm trying to educate y'all. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yep. you don't end up where we are. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. And then the education doesn't stop after you get a diagnosis. No, you, you need to educate yourself even further exactly. after you figure out what your diagnosis is, so that you yes. can know what what your options are. Right. Mm. Uh, because going to the doctor is great, getting a diagnosis is great, but then now you have to educate yourself. Okay, what is my best course of action for me? Mm-hmm. Not what everybody else did. Not even well, my doctor thinks it's the best mm-hmm. course of action but what what do I want right. what is God's will for my life and yep. how can I get that yep absolutely and how much does all these how much does all of this cost yeah. Yeah. now that right there all these checkups and all of these Girl. visits like that stuff really adds up and it's really disheartening though honestly because mm-hmm. imagine you know if we can afford those kind of things fine but if the people that can't afford it like that's a absolutely. part of why people probably don't want to move forward with getting these checkups because it, it comes with a bill like mm-hmm. that's a lot I know I had a client before who she was a lawyer and she told me that she works part-time at Starbucks. And I'm like, I said, I don't mean to, to pry or to ask, but, but Starbucks and you're a lawyer? Right. She said, girl, Starbucks covers all of my infertility checkups. It covers all of my... Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found that out about Starbucks last year, the year yes. before. They are one of the few. Yes. Because most yeah. companies don't. Yes. Most, most companies, companies don't. Companies say that IVF is an elective surgery. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's considered elective. Elective. Yes. So and just like, I mean, it. pregnancy was a disease for a minute. So, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, America. Yeah. Do <laughs> right. <laughs> just, just do better, please. Do better. Yeah. Do better. It's not a condition. Yeah. It's pregnancy. Right. <laughs> right. right. Like, come on. Yeah. But yeah, and it's sad because I remember, remember when I, um, when I first started this journey, I was working at Equifax 
And so I looked into it to see if they, you know, covered anything with infertility. And when they came back and were like, nah, we don't cover anything, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Uh-huh. And when I saw that bill, I was like, Lord Jesus, provide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you said you could hold the dollar. I need you to be my provider with this bill, Lord. Right. That's the truth Ooh. right there. That is the yeah, truth right there. So, I mean, shout out to Starbucks, though. Come on. Right. Guys. Yes, Starbucks, you know, is doing something that most companies will not make the sacrifice to do. And really, it's all about money. That's what it's all about with the insurance companies. But that's a whole different episode. I'm not even going to go there (laughs) right right now because I will get upset. So we're not doing that. But yes, um, definitely. So advocate for yourself. Know your status. Know what your next steps can be or should be. And then take it to God and say, God, what you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's it. And Absolutely. go from there. That's because here's the thing. Just because your sister, cousin, friend, auntie, them people, Child. just because they did it doesn't mean that you should or you have to. Yes. Uh, and I think a lot of people feel pressure. Well, I'm not even going to say I think. I know a lot of us feel pressured to have these children because Mm -hmm. families, listen, family members, I love y'all. I promise I do. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I I promise I do. However, Do you have to ask at every function, though? Mm -hmm. Every function. Like, every time you see see your girl, you got to ask, you know, like, Come yes. on, y'all. Do that, that, that just gives us an opportunity to educate them. That's that, all. It does. And that's what that's I started all. doing. So they mm-hmm. don't, my family personally doesn't ask anymore because they know what I do. But for the families out there who, you know, your sister or your daughter, she may not be super vocal about it. Stop asking. Stop asking. Please. Stop yeah. asking. Please. Because asking, Please. asking is a trigger. Yes. Every time you ask her, trigger. When she finally go get pregnant, she I I not and I can say this from experience, more than likely she goes home and cries because she feels yeah. she yeah. feels undervalued, she feels yeah. inadequate, she yes. feels like a failure. Yeah. So stop All asking, of that. please. And it's yeah. none of your business. And it's none, none of your business. Let's that that's what it is. And I know your family, you love them and you just want the best for them. And, you know, family is nosy just by proxy. But at the end of the day, it's not your business. (laughs) It's not your business. It's not. And not even that. Like, so this past weekend, I'm glad you brought this up. So this past weekend, my neighbors got together and we kind of they had like a little barbecue. And so I went through and um, they were playing like these games and so one of the games was she was like your kids are going to like hit you with these balls um and y'all are gonna pretend to be like ducks and so i'm the only single person i'm the only person with no kids oh (laughs) they didn't think that through not at all (laughs) so only one of my neighbors knows about you know the mind your own uterus and my the foundation and what i'm going through and so she was being so kind she was like well you can like borrow one of my kids. And I, was like, oh. I was like, thank you so much. Oh. She was like being so like sensitive, but you know, in those kind of settings, like I don't want to be like Debbie Downer. So I don't like, I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, you know, I don't have kids and this is what I'm going through right, right now. You know, I always want to look for the opportune moment right. and also the right moment. Right. Cause I don't want to be like, telling them something and then all of a sudden they're like now going to be walking on eggshells and right. we're talking about it so um but at the same time it was fun to watch them but it did it did have like if for half a second I was just kind of like oh my gosh yeah and so let me tell you how God works so even in that moment God felt my heart and he had mm-hmm. one of the uh one of the, the little kids she just came up to me and she just kind of pounded me with one of those little water balls. <laughs> and I was like, and she would not, she would not let up. Like, she was like oh, you're going to have fun with us today. <laughs> She's like, look, like, lady, I don't care how you feel right now, but we about to have some fun. We're going to have right. some fun. Right. And so let me, that's how God just loves us. And I was just like, thank you, God. Like, <laughs> thank you for that. Because like for those few seconds, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm here. It's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> so. That's funny. Um, but yeah, that's just how God works. And so, you know, I appreciate <clears throat> that about that. But, you know, just again, mind your own uterus. Just be mindful 
of how you approach that subject. Even when you're asking somebody, you know, when you're going to get married, when you, who are you dating? And yes. blah, blah, blah. Really? I'm like, stop asking that question at weddings. Like right. that's somebody else's wedding. First right. of all, let's focus on that. Right. We're here to celebrate them. Right. Um, and don't also don't say, Oh, you're next. And be like, no, because if Jesus didn't tell you that, you done messed me exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> right. Got my hopes up. Got my hopes up. Yeah. So don't don't do that. So but yeah, it, it is seriously like those questions, the cookouts, the the any the funerals. I mean, you could be at somebody's funeral. So when are you and about to have some babies? I don't know. When are you going to move out your mama's house? Like, right. <laughs> like, ma'am, why why are you asking me so many questions? <laughs> like why? And why and why at this kind of event are we talking about me? Right. Not this is what not I really want to know. Right. This is why I'm gonna go and stand in the kitchen and serve food because you can't ask me no questions except for whether you want chicken or turkey. Exactly. <laughs> so. But yeah, so yeah. family, we love y'all. We love promise y'all. We family, friends, associates, enemies alike. We love y'all because we're <laughs> supposed to love everybody. However, please stop asking stuff. Please, please, please. Uh, because you never know. You don't know if maybe the day before she could have had a miscarriage and she made herself come oh to this function. Yes. You don't know. And I yes. say that because I was actually at a conference and I spoke at a conference back in 2015. It was my first time speaking. And one of the attendees said she had literally just had a miscarriage the week before. Wow. So you literally never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. What people have endured right before they put that smile on their face. Because mm-hmm. listen, I can I will give you a fake smile in a minute if I have to. You never Absolutely. know. You never know. Okay. So mm-hmm. the point is, like literally, you never know. You don't know what kind of day they've had. You don't know what kind of doctor's visit they've recently had. You literally just never know. Mm-hmm. So to be on the safe side, don't ask, don't ask personal questions like that. Mm-hmm. Just be like, you know what? I'm praying for you. If I don't have a kid with me at the next 10 functions, just know that I don't have a kid with me and it's okay. Jesus it's okay. still loves me. Okay. Absolutely. And that's that. That's it. So, Alex, um, not Alexis, Alex, do you have any, uh, t- no, I had a question. How have you encouraged yourself through, through your whole process? Um, well, the first thing that was encouraging to me was when I had that conversation with God and I was like, okay, want, it kind of took the pressure off of mm. me. And it was kind of like, okay, well, just live your life now. And then yeah. it made me feel like, okay, buy that swimming suit, book that uh, vacation, yes. go on that trip, do these things, book book a brunch this weekend, and then another brunch, and then like do these things that you feel good about. That um, that that even though you know you can't have a baby right now, things that that may be hard when you do have a baby. Go about doing those now, living your life now, and and still thanking God for what's going to happen in the future. It it really felt encouraging to me because it was like now I get to like live my life for me. Like I get to get my body together, I get to get finances together, I get to do all these things that can be hard when you do have children. Get those together now so that when the time does come, um, whenever it's God's will or if it's His will, you'll be ready to go. So it's it kind of mm-hmm. like like that pressure off to like always have to do things for somebody else or for some other reason like do it for yourself and live your life to the to the to the most so that was really encouraging and that's i still good. do that yeah that's really that. good that is really good that is really good because so many times especially in the middle of this journey we start doing stuff for other people. We got doctor's visits, so we got to do that. You know, mm-hmm. we got to make sure her husband is okay. We still got to go to work, you know, mm-hmm. so it's all this stuff. So the advice of do something for yourself is really good because at the end of the day, if you're not well, that is not going to help this process. Right. Yes. That's true. It's that not. is so true. So true. It's not. Um, Alicia, you got any last remarks? No, I'm just, I'm, again you know these conversations that we've been having are you know have been just so amazing and um again thank you alex for you know sharing about your personal story and and also you know yeah, but to fall back when when uh we're talking about other people's uterus uteri is uteri is that uh, the plural? Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you to write. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, my brain is like confusing that right now. You I don't know. make it a thing. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but um, you know, it's it really isn't our business, and to s- just celebrate the baby and celebrate a happy, healthy baby, and right. that's what we should do. So. Thank you for um, reminding us about that. And again, sharing your journey. And I look forward to hearing um, the rest of your story. And if you want to come back in the show. Oh, no, she's coming back. I already oh, okay. said it in my head. She's coming yeah. back. Come back. Gonna, like, tell us the rest of the story. We're going to have to talk about that in detail. So she's yes. coming back. Yes. She's coming back, definitely. And to also um, have your husband a part of that as well, because I would love to hear his perspective, too. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> if he's comfortable with it, sure, I would definitely... Absolutely. And see how he feels. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, loves. That is the end of this week's episode. Alicia, can you pray us out? I sure can. <clears throat> Father God, we just thank you once again for today. God, we thank you for um just this meeting, this um interview, this conversation. God, we thank you for just being amazing and just um, being a God who brings people together, um, yes, whether it's like now or in the past, God, we all cross paths for a reason. And so, God, I'm just grateful that um, we have all met um, in some uh, capacity. So I thank you for introducing me to Alex years ago and then introducing me to Jerry recently. So, God, I thank you for that. And so, Lord, um, the divine connections are not um, for just any, not not void, um, but they have a purpose. And so, God, I thank you for that. And Lord, um, I just pray that you will just allow this podcast again to touch um, the hearts of those, Father God, who um, will hear. Father God, I thank you for Alex and I thank you for the platform that you have given to her to be able to tell her story, to be transparent, to tell people and encourage people on their uh, journey to parenthood. And so, God, I pray for her and her husband. I pray that you will just give them the desires of their heart. Lord, I thank you that you um, made a way for her to be able to get to a place of peace, Father God, before um, the actual announcement was made as to what the issue was. And so, God, I just pray that peace will continue Um, to um, be in her household between her and her husband. God, I thank you that she even fell in love with Demario even the more as he um, was unpacking his feelings and unpacking um, the things that he he has concerns uh, concerning his family. And so, God, I thank you that they are a team. I thank you that they're working together, Father God, and that they are um, striving, Father God, to do what is pleasing for you and their family. And so, Lord, I pray that you will bless them with um, a child, Father God, however that may be, Father God. And so, God, we just know that you work in mysterious ways. And Lord, we also know that you're a miracle worker. And so, um, Lord, even if you want to work in um, their family, Father God, and just perform a miracle, Lord, we are all also down for that too. And so, God, we thank you for that. And I thank you for Jerry. I thank you for giving her this vision for the Journey to Motherhood podcast. Pray that you'll just continue to bless her and her family. Lord, I pray that you will just continue to um, cover and keep every person who listens to this podcast um, and just bless our wombs and bless the wombs and um, not just the wombs, but the the, uh, seed that is coming into the wombs as well. And so, Lord, we just thank you so much for that. And we give you honor, glory, and praise. It's in Jesus' name I pray the Spirit. Amen. 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 All right, loves. That wraps up this episode of the Journey to Motherhood podcast. Don't forget that Womb Prep is hosting our first conference this year, November 12th and 13th here (laughs) in Atlanta, Georgia. The Journey to Motherhood experience is going down. So, sis, listen. This is the type of event that you've been looking for but didn't know existed. Now you know. So make sure you go to the J number two letter M experience.com to get your tickets. And of course, if you are dealing with infertility, miscarriage, or infant loss, and you want to be surrounded by other women that truly understand what you go through, then we, of course, invite you to join our five 
private Facebook group um, on Facebook. It's titled Womb Prep. Um, you can search it in Facebook and we will get you added. Listen, y'all, this is the group where everything goes down. This is the group where we vent, we cry, right. we get mad, we get Absolutely. happy again, we get mad again, and it's okay. But this is also <laughs> the group where we encourage you, we pray for you, and we give you strategy on how to deal with this journey and how to walk faithfully and victoriously through this journey and still live your life. So if you're interested in that, make sure you join our private Facebook group on Facebook. We love y'all. We thank y'all for tuning in. Um, next week is going to be another amazing podcast. Me and Alicia are going to talk about some funny stuff, some serious stuff. Yay. Y'all know how we do. You know, you know how, how, we, how we get it done. <laughs> All right, y'all. We love you guys. Love Bye. you guys. And thank you, Alex. You're so welcome. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Thank you for having where me. can we follow you, Alex, before we go? Um, so you guys can go to my website. Um, it's themuaalex.com. And that will direct you to my Instagram, which is also themuaalex. Um, what else is there? Facebook. Everything's on my website and it'll kind of direct you wherever you need to go. So perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. All right, guys. (laughs) Take care, ladies. Y'all have a good rest of your day. Okay. You too. too. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.